And welcome to the Audio Choke. That's what this is at MMATorch.com. Thanks for uh, supporting us and uh, going to the forum, leaving comments. And it's been a long week, hasn't it? Ah. Ah. Let's just go ahead and uh, around the room, introduce ourselves. I'm Greg Rowland. I'm Tobin Shelby. I'm Matt Collins. I'm Kate Ridgers. Oh, come on. Get close to that microphone. You know what you're doing. I'm Kate Ridgers. And closer. <laughs> she's our special guest commentator for yes. the week, right? Yes. Yeah, she's going to put that color back in the commentary. So thanks for uh, joining us. Also, of course, audio choke at twitter.com. And uh, fan us uh, on the Facebook. So what do we have coming up? We have a Strike Force Miami. Yes. Pro Bowl weekend in Miami, the site of the Pro Bowl and the Super Bowl. And um, they're, uh, they're just going to kind of piggyback off of that a little bit, the popularity of uh, this National Football League, I believe. Featuring, hmm. uh, yeah, Strike Force uh, is featuring uh, former football great Herschel Walker on the card. And they have some legitimate fights as well. Now, so is that going to be a freak show? Is that Herschel's no, uh, thing being there? And like, I don't, I don't mean to say like legitimate fights to like discredit, but it's just because it's more of uh, Herschel Walker is going to be featured on the main card, and he has zero uh, professional experience. Yeah, it just so, ties in with the event. Better. Yeah, but by given all accounts, uh, you, all kinds of interviews uh, showing up with him and his trainers, and they say he's you know he's in great shape and he's uh, he's ready for this. So you know, I, no disrespect to him, it's just kind of odd where you see a fighter with so little experience. Uh, uh, featured on the main card, you know. But I understand with the the popular with him being a former football player, I'd imagine that's going to get a lot of local attention. Just uh, being in the same place as the Pro Bowl and such the same weekend. So, uh, but that's just one of the many fights on the Strike Force's upcoming card. Yeah, it'd be easy to promote. Yeah, it's definitely a fight where it's. Um the fight is there to get ratings, and they've also got an opponent for him to beat. It's kind of the the Kimbo Slice situation for the UFC. His opponent, Greg Nagy, is uh, one and one, having lost his last fight at uh, Rage in the Cage 136. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, I mean, if you if you're a fighter with zero experience, I guess that's kind of the opponent you want. But yeah, I mean, obviously they're they're trying to build, uh, capitalize on Herschel Walker's name and such. So they're probably hoping for a win. Uh, be interesting to see how it uh, how it turns out. I don't know much about his opponent at all, but he is one and one apparently. Yes, and uh, Herschel Walker is a black belt in Taekwondo, so he's pretty high up there, like several uh, degrees or tips, I believe. Uh, so he should have some nice kicks. Yeah, you know, we'll see see how it works out. But he he has been training uh, pretty seriously, uh, I believe. I think it's with ATT. Um, Actually, I think there's a American Kickboxing Academy. Okay, it's one of the American something somethings. Probably look into that. Yeah. Hey, Kate, which one is it? I have no idea. All right, we'll go on. <laughs> you could have been the tiebreaker, but I guess not. Well, as I look that up, why don't you guys uh, talk about some other fights on the card? Well, uh, we'll get to see Wes Sims again. Yeah. Always a pleasure, perhaps, to see him fight. He's a favorite of mine, not for any you know reason of skill, as he's a pretty... Uh, I don't want to say he's a poor fighter. Hey, he beat Frank Mir, okay? Yeah, he twice. Uh <laughs> He did make Frank Mir look really ugly, though. He uh, he stumped the crap out of him. But, uh, you know, he, he's a guy who's really not had any momentum in quite some time. He fought in the UFC several years ago and was on the season of The Ultimate Fighter where he got choked out in about a minute. Um, but he was fighting Bobby Lashley, who is the former WWE wrestler, uh, making his UFC, or not UFC, Strike Force fight. Um, I think it was his Strike Force debut. Yes. And um, 
that, that's another fight where they're looking for Bobby Lashley to win. They gave him another opponent initially who got turned down by the State Athletic Commission, which is a move that I've never even heard of happening before. Deemed a non-competitive fight, which is which bad news, so I'm glad they kind of rectified that. And Wes Sims um, at least has experience. You know, he's not a top contender, but Bobby Lashley's only got four or five belt or fights under his belt to begin with, so he shouldn't be jumping in the deep end yet. So. Yeah. This could be like two, I hate to say novelty fights back-to-back because, I mean, anybody that will go into an octagon just, you know, fight uh, for a crowd and deserve, deserves a certain level of respect, but... I believe you owe Zufa uh, some money. Octagon oh. is a trademark property of Zufa Incorporated. Uh, oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Star Force actually has a hexagon. Hexagon. Yeah. Well, that's how much... Yeah. <laughs> Let's just call it a cage. I'll just do that from now on. I'm, I'm, I'm showing my ignorance. So, no, no, Kate, no, please right. look away. Uh, but they just, they, <laughs> you know, um, they're they're putting they're putting some namesake into these. Uh, well, the first pre main first fights the main card, right? Which you know I understand. I mean, you know, uh, Bobby Lashley is a pretty exciting uh, prospect at this point, but he hasn't proven himself to be anything more than that uh, at the moment. Um, but a lot of uh, Strike Force isn't itself an upstart promotion, but it just really came under the national scene within the last year. It had been doing local shows in California and such for years, but like got the CBS, the Showtime deal, so it's really branched out a lot over the last year. Uh, and they they just don't have the depth of the UFC roster yet, so they do kind of have to go to the uh, name, go going for big names every once in a while uh, to kind of get a little more attention. And uh, Herschel Walker especially has done that. He's been showing up all over the place for interviews. Yeah, absolutely. And they're even branching out into names outside of the mixed martial arts community. People trying to get into this sport as perhaps a second chance at a legitimate sport. Uh, of course, Herschel Walker, you know, being in the NFL at one yeah. point in time, it was a fantastic And the Olympic Bob Fletter. Well, man, that's <laughs> yeah. fantastic. So who is he fighting with, anyways? What's his camp? Uh, it is American Kickboxing Academy, so... I believe Greg called that properly. All right, now give me my money. <laughs> On it. That'll happen immediately after the show. Yes, I'm sure it will. Um, the Bobby Lashley thing, uh, going back to what you were saying, uh, kind of a novelty match, Bobby Lashley is uh, hes a legitimate prospect. He, he got his name because of his time with the WWE, but hes uh, he's got signs that he's going to be a good, legitimate fighter. So... While he gets more exposure due to the fact that he's had uh, the time in the WWE, I think he's got a chance to be a, uh, a a good top contender down the line. And they're doing good things with him, I think, in the fact that he's fought a lot of guys who have bigger names than skill sets. Um, he fought Bob Sapp in his last fight, who was a star in Japan and uh, K1, but really hasn't had much success other than almost killing Nogueira when they fought several years ago. Um, he, he did a power bomb that uh, just about broke his neck. Um, but he's a big guy who's not very tough and has gotten beat up a lot of times. He also fought Jason Guida, who is the brother of much more famous Clay Guida. Yes, and uh, also much more skilled is Clay. So uh, Bobby Lashley's been fighting guys who people will recognize; they'll, they'll know the names. But they're not going to be very likely to beat him. So I think he's been getting built up in that way very nicely. And Wes Sims is another guy who falls into that category where people who have seen the UFC a long time ago are going to recognize who he is. 
this was the uh, highest rated season of The Ultimate Fighter, and Wes Sims was all over that. Not necessarily doing good in terms of fighting, but was being entertaining. And uh, of all the fighters that were on that season, I would imagine that Wes Sims is one of the more memorable characters. Yeah, And you got to remember, officially, uh, fights in The Ultimate Fighter house don't count for your professional record. Mm-hmm. So Wes Sims is coming off of a several-fight win streak, officially. Excellent. Yes, yes. The Herschel Walker fight, though, on the other hand, I think is, I, I'm going to call that one a ratings grab. Uh, he, he sounds like he legitimately wants to give it a try, but when you're 47 and it's your first fight, you know, you're not looking at a legitimate career. You're looking at having a few fights, maybe getting some wins, but he's not going to be a champion down the line, which is what just about everyone initially enters the sport for. Yeah, right? 47-year-old fighter, Kate, what do you think about that? Well, it definitely sounds like quite a story. Yes. Yeah, it, it is one of those attention grabbers. I mean, you know, Randy Couture's, but he, he, he's he been in the sport for longer and such. Yeah, and, you know, I, I do hope Herschel Walker does well. It's just the issue of, like, experience versus your kind of placement on the on the, on the the televised card is kind of my, my issue with it. But uh, we should move on to some of the other... Uh, like R- Robbie Lawler. Yes. A little bit of a name there. That should be a fun fight. Um, both these guys are known for standing and banging, and uh, they're both also known for not really having much of a ground game. Um... I would kind of lean towards Robbie Lawler on the ground. Um, he, he trains with Matt Hughes, and he's been with uh, the Militech camp until that kind of dissolved. Um, and, and Melvin, really, like if you take him down, you can submit him pretty easily. But he knocks dudes out that are, uh, you know, they're hard to break. He, he put down Mark Hunt, who was pretty much unstoppable. Um, I mean, he could be beaten on the ground also, but... We're talking about a middleweight knocking out a heavyweight who uh, has taken kicks from Krokop and walked forward, and uh, Melvin Manahoff put him on his ass. Yeah, Melvin uh, Manahoff is uh, one of those fighters, uh, not direct parallels to Sokaju, but one of those fighters, If more often than not, if they don't win the fight in the first few minutes of the fight, they're probably not going to. Um, but yeah, he's got really, uh, really heavy hands, um, good powers, so this should be... Uh, I hate to use the term, but it might be a slobber knocker. Uh, I'm excited for it. Uh, Robbie Lawler definitely is the more well-rounded of the two, I would say. And you know, he's definitely got a lot more um, facets to his game. I would think. Yeah, he's more well-rounded, but at the same time, I don't think he wants to grapple. Uh, the, the only reason I would see this fight going to the ground, um, other than a knockdown where somebody like you know follows him down for some ground and pound, is if uh, Lawler gets hit and. Uh, really decides he doesn't like it and then yeah, if he gets, gets decides to change his mind because I can't imagine he's going to come in there with a game plan like I'm going to go take this guy down mm-hmm. so um, I would go with uh, the with Melvin for the win on this one really? but um, you know that can change just given uh, given the way the fight plays out but I think the fight will probably be standing up and I think Melvin Manoff is probably better on his feet Excellent. Now, uh, something Kate may be into, uh, I know you are, because you're a little scrapper yourself, <laughs> wink, wink, uh, the women's uh, championship fight. Yeah, what's going on? Yeah, the 145 belt, uh, Christiane Cyborg Santos defending against uh, Marlos Kunin. Uh, her first title defense since, well, her first title defense um, last fight was uh, claiming the, uh, basically it was a vacant belt. She beat uh, Gina Carano. Uh, pretty much towards the end of the first round, uh, submission or not submission, uh, TKO strikes. So this should be a should be a fun fight. It might be quick, but it should be uh, entertaining, whichever way it goes. I think. Um, 
I can keep traveling on about this if you guys want to jump in, but uh, I mean, yeah, Cyborg's definitely yeah. got a. I, I would say most fighters probably don't want to stand too long with uh, Cyborg just because she's proven to have a lot more power than most uh, most other uh, female fighters so far. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Marlis Conan's got some pretty solid ground, uh, pretty solid ground game, and Cyborg's really been uh, untested for the most part in that aspect of the game. So if Conan can get her down, it might uh, might swing in her favor. Um, so yeah, I, I'd say it, yeah. c- it could go either way, and it could go quick, um, just kind of depending if. Uh, whichever fighter is able to utilize their uh, strengths and uh, kind of get to that point quicker, I guess. Okay, would you like to see more women's fights in uh, mixed martial arts? Oh, I definitely would. Excellent. Why do you do that? I mean, is it a, just an equal rights thing? You know, what's good for the goose is good for the gander? Or do you just like to see a women just, you know, rawr, get, get it on? I would. I love to see women fight because there's n- there's... It's different than men fighting. There's women's fights, there's men's fights. And, and you have a higher pain fight. threshold. They do. That's yeah. why they have children. Absolutely. Well, cool. It, it's kind of interesting. I mean, we can uh, maybe talk about this a little bit later, too, because Strikeforce made a couple more announcements regarding uh, some upcoming women's fights and a couple tournaments. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just... Uh, I remember uh, seeing an interview with Gina Carano one time, because, uh, you know, some, it's sometimes mentioned that uh, uh, females do fight a little bit differently, and sometimes their techniques are a little bit different. And one of the things she mentioned was... Um, most females don't come into like a, a training session or anything pretending that they know how to throw a punch. You know, she's just kind of talking about how like a lot of guys will play with the machismo factor. But like, I know how to throw a punch. Don't tell me how to throw a punch. Whereas a lot of female fighters uh, starting off will come in and be like, I don't, I don't know how to throw a punch. Show me how to do it right. And yeah. so they, they get some of the yeah. technique uh, a lot more good like, fundamentals. Yeah, very yeah. Good fundamentals sometimes. So it'd be exciting, uh, exciting to see. But. Uh, I'm looking forward to the future of uh, women's mixed martial arts, I must yes. say. Yeah, I, I got to admit, at this point, I'm I'm fairly ignorant on a lot of uh, women's mixed martial arts, just because you don't really see a whole lot of it. It's yeah. on Strike Force, but it's not on the UFC, and UFC pretty much dominates the mixed martial arts scene right now. You don't see a whole lot of women's fights in Japan either, in, in Dream or Pride. There weren't any... Right, so, like there's a lot of lot of women's MMA in Japan, just not on the major promotions. You see them in like the smaller ones, but there are a lot of... Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, there's just not a lot of aside. You get past Gina Carano, Chris Cyborg. That's really like for name value. That's pretty much it. I mean, for like the common fan, you really got to kind of search a little bit more to get any sort of find the uh, the depth of the field really. But there's mm-hmm. there's several good fighters out there for sure. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to uh, this, this tournament that's coming up. So that uh, you know we, we can all see who uh, who's out there and, and, and what they're capable of because. As we see it right now, it pretty much looks like uh, Cyborg is on top of the heap, and there's just a bunch of girls who, uh, you, you know, just don't stack up to her. And that may be the case, but it could just be the fact that we don't really know who's out there because they just don't get the exposure yet. Yeah, and we'll, we'll see how that goes in the future. So F the F and Diaz brothers, uh, Nick Diaz is going to be there. Of course, a little edited version of some Scarface, but uh, what do you think, Tobin? Yeah, I'll be taking on... Uh I'm going to butcher his name. Even though I know how to say it, as soon as you put a mic in front of my face, I just can't say anything right. That's why I didn't go for it. Marius Ramkis. Ooh, very nice. Um, he'll, they'll be fighting for the uh, the welterweight championship. Um, this should be a good fight. Nick Diaz has got the... Um, he, he doesn't fight exactly like his brother, but they've kind of got similar styles in that they're um, big fans of volume. They're not uh, necessarily like home run uh, power punchers. But they like to pepper their opponents with uh, lots of strikes, kind of wear them down over the uh, long term. 
And uh, but uh, Zaramkis is kind of the opposite of that. He's got some pretty uh, heavy, uh, big shots he might throw, and uh, be interesting to see how uh, Nick Diaz deals with that. Um, Diaz has got a great ga- ground game as well, or a good ground game, and he's uh, Gracie changed with uh, Gracie much like his uh, brother did. So yeah, the uh, the biggest knock that the Diaz brothers has ever gotten is that they're not the best wrestlers out there. They can be taken down and controlled. Um, this has happened to Nate Diaz in three of his last four fights. And Nick Diaz himself had a three-fight losing streak in the UFC where he uh, pretty much got taken down by wrestlers. And, uh, you know, just controlled. He wasn't getting beaten up, per se, but he, he wasn't being able to control the action. And um, th- that can cost him fights. Uh, you were talking about the volume. Those guys play with their bodies really well. Um, they... Uh, they're both really tall guys for their weight class, so they're they're good at throwing a lot of jabs, a lot of straight punches out there, not going for the the big hooks and the uppercuts and trying to just knock somebody out really quickly. They more just want to keep their hands on you, keep hitting you, keep hitting you, keep hitting you, and, and wearing them down. And uh, they are definitely both very good at that. Nick Diaz also got a great ground game. Um, if he does get taken down or if he uh, if he decides to go for the takedown himself, he uh, he can get the submission. It doesn't happen a whole lot. Uh, as he seems to really enjoy standing up these days, but um, he he's got that one in his pocket if this doesn't go his way standing up. Yeah, and he's he's coming off of wins over Scott Smith and Frank Shamrock, his most recent ones. He also had wins over uh, Thomas Denny and uh, Mushin Corbury. Uh, but his most recent fight that had been scheduled actually got canceled because of uh, he he's uh, he's admitted he likes to uh, partake in certain uh, herbs. Mm. From time to time, mm. herbal essence, yeah. huh? Yeah, and that actually ended up derailing. I believe it was going to be a, a championship fight against uh, Jay Huron, who's actually uh, fighting on the undercard of this fight or of this card. But um, that's very foolish of him. I mean, obvious that that's kind of an obvious thing. But I mean, you're an athlete here, you know. Yeah, and there's some some interesting background on that. I mean, they him and his trainers had claimed there was some sort of they had something set up with the uh, California Athletic Commission because he does have he does have the card in medical marijuana usage. Um, but even so, it's approved by the, uh, you know, it's not illegal in California. It's still not approved by the California State Athletic Commission, so there's some issues there. And, you know, easy fix, don't smoke pot before you fight. But, uh, you know, hopefully that won't be a problem. This, uh, this That would be pretty bad. He's, he's scheduled in the main event slot. If something like that happened uh, this time, it would be uh, be bad news. Well, what happened last time was not a pre-fight drug test. He kind of got surprised with a random, which is something that California says that they can do, but I believe Nick Diaz was the first person to ever actually get caught with that. But he was kind of asked for it also because he had been boasting uh, not too long before this about how he can pass any drug test in eight days. He says, I drink 10 gallons of water a day, I sweat 10 gallons of water a day, and I will... You know, I will pass this drug test. Just give it eight days of not being able to smoke pot. So they hit him with a random, and he failed it. Huh. So that makes me wonder if he's uh, going to be quitting more, or uh, you know, if he's going to risk it again. Yeah, I, I really don't know. And you know, just, uh, I mean, he's a, he's a very good fighter, very entertaining to watch. So I, you know, just kind of from a fan's perspective, I kind of hope he uh, doesn't have any more problems with it. And we get to see him fight more. So don't Stri- have to uh, don't have to deal with it. Yeah, yeah, it's quite quite quite. Strike Force Miami, the 30th on Showtime. And as a matter of fact, there's going to be a prelim airing live at EAA, EAA. EASports.com. Yeah, this was uh, just announced uh, recently, um, Jay Huron versus Joe Riggs, which um, 
You know, kind of surprised me that that was on the preliminary card to begin with. Uh, we can go back into the argument about name value versus, you know, uh, experience and talent, that sort of thing. But um, they, they were relegated to the undercard, but it was uh, EA Sports is going to be uh, streaming the that fight live, uh, I believe, uh, let's see, 6.05 Pacific Time, 9.05 Eastern on Saturday before the uh, the main card. And... Um, Basically, the reason EA is involved in this is because they've got their uh, EA Sports game, EA MMA, coming out this year. So that's a nice little promotional tool there. And I believe uh, I believe both fighters are featured in the game, but uh, just kind of interesting. Um, what would that be? Synergy? Nice little uh, oh, yeah. bit of uh, collaboration there. And, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of seeing uh, you know prelims shown online for free or whatever. And the more fights you can see as a fan, the better. And Mm-hmm. Very good, especially since Strike Force really isn't the best at showing us prelims. Right. Um. The the last Strike Force show that we didn't get to see any, and um, there not all the fights went to decision on that show, so they had time, and they ended up just killing the time with with, with stuff. I mean, and that's fine. Uh, it's not like we paid for the fights, but yeah, at the same time, it, it's nice to get to see them, and uh, they've got the guys fighting. They're paying the fighters. They might as well show us. So it's cool to show us the the fight on online. Yeah, that's uh, very interesting. And you know, honestly, more people would probably be able to. More people have access to seeing that fight for free online than they do seeing the fights mm-hmm. on Showtime. Just because Showtime's a premium cable uh, subscription channel. So interesting to see. I mean, EA EA's got a pretty good uh, marketing department. So, um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Free fights, hooray! Any new uh, news on the game? Um, you know, I haven't heard anything recently. What has been happening um, has been you nor- normally when Strike Force has an event, uh, EA will come out and be like, "Hey, these fighters that are on this uh, upcoming fight card are also going to be in the game." So um, let, me, let me go ahead and search the internet as okay. we uh, as we talk about this. Actually, well, we can move on to Brock Lesnar a little bit. I know it's kind of he's almost dead. yeah, that's, that's great, and he's a bit skinnier. But Only he's a little bit. Yeah. Um, he he lost forty pounds, but apparently has gained thirty pounds back. So oh down ten pounds, which uh, you know puts him like two eighty or something, which is certainly not a small man. No, not at all. Yeah, but, but uh, basically his diagnosis wasn't as bad as the it could have been. So he'll be able to return. It sounds like. Yeah, he, he's looking to come back in the summer. Um, gonna fight the winner of Frank Mir versus Shane Carwin, which is gonna be. Uh, I, I don't remember if they're they're still doing it as an interim title. Um, it might just be a number one contender style match. Uh, I, I can't imagine that fight's going to go past three rounds anyway, so it's probably going to be a moot point. Uh, other than the possibility that Frank Mir could potentially become the first double interim champion in UFC history, which would be kind of fun. But um, Brock Lesnar's back. He's uh, He's healthy again. He apparently needs to put more fiber in his diet. He says, anything I hunt and I kill, I eat it. You know, I eat meat and potatoes, and now I'm going to have to have some roughage to go along with it. Um, Which is good. A balanced diet is important to any uh, athletes. Uh, yeah. I mean, he seems like a very stubborn man, you know, yeah. that it took some uh, almost a tragedy on his body yeah. for him to kind of, you know, open his eyes a little bit and, you know, see... Even though he was a lean, mean fighting machine, there's so much more to being an athlete, especially of his caliber. Yeah. That's amazing that he got as far as he did well, with the diet that he was on. Right. Well, he he had been uh, affected by this uh, his problem for a while. It wasn't like this just happened. He had been he had been working through it basically. So that's really a kind of a, a testament to his uh, stick-to-itiveness. He's a very tough mm-hmm. son of a gun, to say the least. And he hates Canadian health care. Well, 
question. <laughs> we don't have an opinion on that. To each his own. Yeah. Yes, yes. But uh, okay, I was checking out the EA Sports MMA page, and they don't have any new news uh, uh, released right now. They'll uh, probably have like something said, the night, on the day night of, right yeah. before. Yeah. Um, but yeah, their last uh, kind of news update was uh, adding uh, Shinny Aoki to the uh, the the game's roster, uh, uh-huh. and, that, and that was back uh, end of last year. So. Uh, back to Kate. You uh, playing any video games recently? No, not lately. I haven't had time. Excellent. Cool. She has a life. Yes, it's true. <laughs> a little bit. She's a little on bit. The, <laughs> the audio choke at MMATorch.com, as we are as well. Uh, any other uh, news you guys want to talk about? I mean, I know that some dates have been changed for some fights, but we can get to that later on if you wish. Uh, we might as well just throw it out there. Yeah, get into that now. I mean, I'd like to mix it up between UFC and Strike Force news. So, um, yeah, uh, UFC 113 is now, uh, sounds like it's officially going to be moved to May 8th. Which I was kind of looking forward to them just going head to head with the uh, Floyd Merriweather fight, but yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, you know, Whatever. don't want to, don't want to, you know, start a war, or, um, oh. even you know, honestly, split the split the audience because uh, you know, uh, I, I know it might be like blasphemous or something, but th- there are people out there who are like boxing and MMA. Yes, mm-hmm. and people that wouldn't mispronounce uh, Merriweather with a Merriweather. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's his real name. Yeah. You know. Well. How little esteem you hold him in. Yeah, you You're know. throwing down the gauntlet right now, starting the MMA boxing like, let's war. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. All right. The revolution is now. Yeah. But uh, no, I, I think that's a good move because honestly, uh, Floyd, Floyd Mayweather does uh, bring uh, the eyeballs. So just from a uh, promotional standpoint, it's a good idea not to go head to head with a, one of the major boxing fights of the year. Um, so, you know, I don't have any deep thoughts on it other than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We still get to see good UFC fights, so. Boxing only it really has a couple of big shows a year, and uh, you know the UFC's got probably 15 pay-per-views planned out this year if their uh, their recent schedule is any indication. So there's no reason why they need to go head-to-head if they can avoid it, and it sounds like it's far enough in advance that they can. So there's no reason why they should uh, you know take the hit when there's probably going to be more people buying that one uh, boxing show than there would be that one UFC just because not everyone necessarily buys every UFC. And uh, if it's head-to-head with the boxing one, they might think, well, there's one I can skip. Hmm. Excellent point. And uh, just kind of keeping on that, um, yeah, so main event will still be Lyoto Machida versus Shogun Hua, but they have moved uh, one of the, uh, I guess basically the co-main event or the, one of the other feature fights, which would have been uh, Rashad Evans versus uh, Rampage Jackson. That'll be, sounds like it's being bounced to UFC 114, which, uh, you know, I think is kind of a good idea to spread the wealth because... Uh, I think both those fights are going to draw very well. So while it would be fun for fans to be able to see both fights on one card, just, again, from the uh, we want to get eyeballs on as many pay-per-views as possible, kind of spread out the main events more. And give uh, Rampage a little bit more time to train. He could probably yeah. use it. Recover from his car wreck. Right. Oh, yeah, what was, was up with that? He, he was rear-ended. Uh, not, on the highway. Yeah, not his, mm. not his fault. So this is a... Uh, on the highway in California? I believe so. I hear those highways are just hell. Like, you they need are. to go, you know. And uh, was he not driving fast enough? If you get rear-ended on a highway, that, that says something about your speed, I would think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on the Autobahn, that would have been it was his fault. But he was not on the Autobahn. Mm, true enough. Excellent point. Thank God. Was he in a truck that had a picture of him on it? Rampage! <laughs> 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 not the time. Ooh, TMZ got the scoop on this one. Oh, well, they get a scoop on everything. Yeah. Right? 
Uh, and people in plants with with cameras, just you know, they have people set up all over. Right, so what did he he, he was driving home from a car dealership in his brand new Audi R8. Oh, oh. snap! <laughs> <laughs> And it was rear-ended. So, That's uh, 10,000 spoons when all you need is a knife. <laughs> ironic, <laughs> what? Yeah, UFC fighters are having a, a hard time with new vehicles lately. Uh, Dan Henderson was given a, a Range Rover from Dana White for coaching Season 9 of The Ultimate Fighter. And in driving home to Los Angeles, or wherever it is in California, uh, Temecula, uh, from Las Vegas, his car broke down and brand new. Yeah, yeah brand new car broke down. I had to get towed away. That's really why Dan White got rid of Dan. And <laughs> <laughs> nothing to do with contracts. It was a dispute over yeah. the car he gave him. Uh, Actually, I think he was trying to get rid of him, which is why he gave him that car. Oh man! Um, so when he was never going to make it out of that desert. Yeah, but uh, Rampage is fine, uninjured from the accident, and doesn't sound like the other person who who did rear end him uh, was not injured either. So. Hooray! Yay! Woo. A happy ending. It's, it's so nice to have, have UFC news that does not involve people getting injured. You know, Brock yeah. Lesnar's recovered. Rampage not injured in a car accident. So, good stuff all around. And no one's dying either. You know, things have been good for uh, for MMA. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Knock yeah. on some wood. Shut your okay, mouth, man. Yeah, <laughs> don't, don't jinx it or anything. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bounce back to some Strike Force. Uh, Talk. Uh, we mentioned the women's uh, 145 belt being defended at the upcoming uh, January 30th card, uh, but also recently Strikeforce uh, mid midweek last week announced that they're going to be having a uh, two uh, two female tournaments, uh, eight women tournaments at 135 and 145 pounds, um, and those will be basically number one contender tournaments. So the winner of the tournament will then go on to face the champion. Um, which would be the winner of the Christian uh, Cyborg Santos versus Marlos Kunin fight, and a yet to be determined 135 title belt holder. Uh, but it sounds like that's going to be. They also uh, announced there's going to be a fight taking place between um, Sarah Kaufman, who's undefeated and Canadian, so she's got both those things going for her, uh, taking on. And again, a name I'm probably going to mess up. Uh, Hitomi Akano. I'm just going to go with Akano. And I like Akano. Yeah. 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 Um, we do this for fun, everybody. <laughs> By the way, well, I, I believe our very first episode we issued the disclaimer. We we'll love to talk about fights, but once we get into the Japanese MMA, our uh, the Brazilian ones can be hard at times yeah. too. Mm-hmm. It's just the uh, the knowledge goes down a little bit, but the pronunciation just goes right out the window. So let's reissue that uh, disclaimer two months into yeah. the audio choke at MMATorch.com, also MMATorch at Twitter.com yes. and Facebook. Yes, the disclaimer. We we primarily speak English. Uh, we we try to read the other stuff, but it it can be difficult for We're us. We're bad at it, <laughs> but it doesn't mean we don't respect it. So, um, but uh, you know, I've seen um, Sarah Coffins fought a couple times for Strike Force before. She has victories most recently over. Um, I, I like how I'm pretending like I'm reading this off, getting this off the top of my head, and not like going onto the internet and looking up the you know, you're doing fights. fine just yeah, faking I like it. how you're doing it too yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh wins most recent wins against Misha Tate and Shayna Baszler who for people who are familiar with women's MMA those are some pretty um big notable names in the sport um and she's got she's got uh, Sarah Carson's got some pretty uh good uh stand up skills you know she's got some pretty solid bo- boxing throws together some good combinations so she's got a 
she's a pretty. I guess she's past prospect stage at this point since she's going to be fighting for a belt. But she's a she's pretty exciting. I don't know much about Hitomi Akano um, other than um, she has got a pretty impressive record. Uh, I believe she's got over a dozen wins or so. Um, the uh, the official online Sherdog Fight Finder has her at fifteen and six uh, with twelve sh- submission wins. So uh, mm. it's a pretty impressive resume. And she has wins over lots of fighters whose names I can't pronounce because I'm ignorant. Oh, you stop that. There's yeah. anyone ignorant in here. It's, uh, it's Kate and myself. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, someone at the show that knows less than I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be me. Welcome aboard. Isn't Tobin knowledgeable and smart and handsome and tall? Okay, that's, that's a lot of uh, <laughs> words you put there. That, um, a lot of compliments. Yeah, thanks. Thank you. All kindly. you can eat over here, buddy. Yeah, but it sounds like so. Strikeforce will be determining the 135-pound belt between uh, after that fight, you know, the winner will get it, and then um, after the tournaments, the uh, number one contender from the tournament will take on the uh, the current champions at 145 and 135, which is uh, fun. I love tournaments. Tournaments are great. Yeah, it really brings back a a, a past style of mixed martial arts that isn't really around in the states anymore mm-hmm. and uh is it a one night tournament as well no no it's, it's going to it's going to be over the course of uh, i would imagine several months which is it's better for the fighters yeah. honestly i love brackets and organization right and, and it's a great way to build fighters you know it's it's one thing if you have a lot of established names uh then you can just kind of set up fights and people are like oh uh, i know about these fighters i know their i know their record I, i've seen them fight before i'm excited for this fight just from uh, what I know of it, but if you're bringing a lot of a uh, bunch of fighters, people may not be as aware of a tournament's a great way to let them see a few fights before they end up fighting for uh, a belt or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's a really good way to get to know um, some people. So I'm excited for that. Uh, it sounds like, unfortunately, Gina Carano will not be taking place uh, part of the tournament. Really? Uh, but she might be involved at some point. Um, she's filming a movie, isn't she? She's busy being famous. You can blame her for that. Yeah, uh, dork. Yeah, uh-huh. you know. Um, but she should keep it real like us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who, who are we to bl- place blame or anything? But no, that's. Uh, I mean, she's a good, entertaining fighter to watch. So kind of, kind of sad that she won't be taking part in the tournament. But I'm sure when she uh, she has the time and is available, they'll be uh, setting up some fights for her in Strike Force. Yeah, I'm sure she will. She'll get another chance. You know, yeah. she'll be the champion at least have a chance to. I, I would think so. I mean, she's the biggest name in M- women's MMA at the moment, uh, at least. And um, yeah, say she gets another win or two, she'll be right back in there for the title shot. So interesting to see. Um, I'm pulling up the. I believe they announced the date for that 135 Strike Force uh, women's fight. So. Excellent. All right. Well, Kate, so how, what do you think about all this? Is this a little too much information for you to process all at once, or you uh, you enjoying your time on the podcast on the World Wide Web? Oh, I'm enjoying it. it it's fascinating. I just wish I knew more about it. Well, uh, you know, you can all you can always tune in every single uh, week to MMATorch.com and listen to the audio choke. You can even leave a comment or go to the forum. Yeah, you listen a few times and you'll know just about everything about the sport except for how to say people's names. Yes, yes. Maybe I could help you out with that. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> we can't get much worse than we already are at that. Oh Yeah, we'll just start doing it phonetically and then get to just get an American. I think the best way to do it is just get everyone's name wrong. Yes. Just to be fair and even yeah. handed around as well. Um, even the American fighters' names. Yeah. Rick Leshner. Yeah. yeah. Matt Hughes. Hughes. Yeah. So uh, it'd be fair. Uh, okay. So the, the Strike Force uh, Women's Welterweight Championship uh, is going to be taking place on a challengers card, which is kind of their like uh, 
Oh, it's in the name. It's their channel. It's their kind of up and comer, up and coming fighters card, where it's not as many big names on the card, kind of pe- prospects, that sort of thing. It's their ultimate fight night. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, that's going to be taking place uh, February twenty sixth on Showtime. Um, Sarakofen versus Takeo Hashi. Wow. All right, we'll just uh, stop there. What do you think about that one? <laughs> just wow. Takeo. Takeo, Takeo H. Well, no, because the, the thing that's getting me now is because the other uh, uh, report headed as uh, a different fighter. So no Ooh, throwing you a curveball. I know, right? The internet has steered me wrong. Huh. Well, you won't get steered wrong here. It's the audio choke. Yeah, yeah, at least we're not. having fun. Yeah. Okay. No, it is Takeo Hashi who'll be taking on Sarah Coffin. Okay. I believe, uh, yeah. Got Trevor Pringley fighting on that card, it looks like. Yeah, making That's up a fairly notable name for a uh, a challenger's card. Yeah, he was going to fight uh, Robbie Lawler at one point, but uh, had an injury that didn't really work out. So good to see him uh, back in the mix. And uh, a couple other fights, uh, fighters on there. Uh, Luke Rockhold is kind of. Not a big name at all, but oh, another one of those uh, good prospect fighters. And if I talk about anyone else on the card, I'm just going to out myself as not knowing much about them. So. Well, and if you guys have any tips or anything like that, uh, any websites where we can uh, learn how to pronounce names or any uh, you know websites where we can... Uh you know, find the find some good prospects and fighters from outside of this fine country. Well, why don't you just uh, leave us a comment below? All right. Uh, we're just going to get a bunch of like spam emails for Rosetta Stone now. Is what's going to happen? Is that what's going to happen? Well, at least we will get some sort of reaction from you people. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, that was fun. All right. Well, Kate, thanks so much for hanging out. Did you have a good time? I had a great time. All right. Now, uh, now whisper something uh, nice to Toen. You don't have to do that. Oh. It'd be pretty funny if you did that. Yeah, though. do it. Yeah. You're so tall and pasty white, Tobin. Oh. It's really amazing. You just are reflect, tall, though. <laughs> just and reflect sunlight. White. Yeah, <laughs> this is true. Those are both facts. Wow. Oh. Thanks for helping the guy out, Kate. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, way to help oh, yourself with What are you guys doing? <laughs> nah, I just like picking on you, I guess. <laughs> I will fight you. I will ultimate fight you. <laughs> Ultimately fight me. <laughs> the mixed martial art you in the face. Yeah. Yes, yes. It's been fantastic. All right, well, uh, until next week, we're going to talk some uh, UFC, maybe some WEC, everything under the sun that involves mixed martial arts. You know you'll find it here at the Audio Choke. I'm Greg Rowland. I'm Tobin Shelby. I'm Matt Collins. Audio Choke. Thanks for coming again, Kate. Yeah, no problem. And coming again. Uh-huh. And again. Uh-huh. You get it? Yep. All right. <laughs> what are you, 12? Yes! <laughs> it's awesome!